The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live right here on SportsGrid. It is the early line. We're with you here on a Friday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside. DRS, how you feeling here? On this Friday. Oh, it's a true, it's a true football Friday this morning. And Kevin, on this show, I'm going to do it my way, okay? Not our way, my way. Yes, would would certainly be no different than every other day, Uh, (laughs) Donnie. What do you say? We get to the seven and seven. A lot of good stuff here. We begin with Lamar Jackson. I know the headline reads Lamar speaks. You got to know that that really means Lamar tweets. Talking about the PCL injury, mentioning that is a grade two sprain on the borderline of a strain three. I think the most important thing saying I cannot give 100% of myself to the guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we still have a chance with the bunch then of Purple Hearts. Lamar finally giving us a little something more substantial here around his injury situation. Fantastic. Finally, you know, it would have been great. So the Ravens and Lamar Jackson didn't take shrapnel for five straight weeks. If this tweet came out December the 10th then we understood exactly what we were looking at here. I don't know why the shroud of secrecy came out until a day or two before the playoff game, but at least we know exactly what's going on now. Could he use this five weeks ago though, Lamar? Thanks. Do we though know exactly what's going on and how this all then goes into the game between Cincinnati and Baltimore, currently a nine-and-a-half-point line. Some other quarterback news involving Derek Carr, who said his goodbye to the Vegas Raiders yesterday. Derek Carr said, you know, a long time ago that he was never going to play football anywhere other than as a member of a Raider. That not true. Derek Carr, you would anticipate within a month, Donnie, will be on a new roster. Yes, he will be on a new roster with a nice contract here, just depending on who wants to bid the most. But I'm pretty sure a lot of NFL teams are going like, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do in the offseason for quarterback? A door just swung wide open for them. And again, one of the final lines from him, I once said that if I'm not a Raider, I would rather be at home. And I meant that, but I never envisioned it ending this way. That fire burning inside of me to win a championship will rage. So Derek Carr certainly still keeping the ambitions going. And one team that could very well look at him would be the New York Jets owner, Woody Johnson, yesterday talking about the quarterback position, saying that they would be willing to spend on a free agent if that's what it will take. It probably will. Again, I think the big thing is finally the adult in the room for the New York Jets stop pretending that they want Zach Wilson to be the guy when he's clearly not. 
Exactly. And an owner's going to step up and also take a shot across the bow for the Raiders. There, Hey, you don't need to make any trades, Derek. You can just sit back there. We'll pay for a quote-unquote free agent and pay handsomely. Just stay tight here. We don't want to give up any draft picks. We'll pay you very well. I, I would just like to know when is the next Robert Saul interview? Because now they're like, hey, did you see... <laughs> Did you see those comments? And I was like, yeah, I mean, finally we can say it, man. Zach Wilson, I'd cut him tomorrow, frankly. Whatever. We, I mean, it's just nice to know that that ownership uh, is seeing it the same way. We also finally got an update around the AFC title game. If it is Chiefs-Bills, and only if it is Chiefs-Bills, that game will be played in Atlanta. I know some people wanted it to be outdoors. Get over it. It's going to be in Atlanta, Donnie. It is going to be in Atlanta. It could have been at Lambeau. It could have been at Soldier Field. I know, Kevin, speaking to you so many times off the air, you no, really thought it this. would be great nope. if it was in Chicago. 22 nope. degrees, just made it clear it high, be. windy conditions. Nope. Uh, so to be nope. just made it clear it wouldn't we be. We agree to disagree. Glad it's agree outside. To disagree. Agree to disagree. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. We can agree to disagree instead of you telling people we just agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I still, still never going to understand it. Radio <laughs> audience is here. What do you say? Little Friday morning action, the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159, making the transition over to the NBA with the Boston Celtics. And the Brooklyn Nets had a big game last night, though. Unfortunately, a lot of key guys missing, and not just for Brooklyn. Kevin Durant's absence, as we know, but no Jalen Brown for the Boston Celtics. This line worked its way down all of a sudden, uh, flirting with a pick'em range. Boston still closing as a slight favorite. They have a big fourth quarter, 25-16, to 16, that leads them to win this game by 11. Yeah, very good bench performance here for the Boston Celtics because usually what do you think? Oh, if Jalen Brown's out, what's Tatum going for 40-plus points? Only went for 20, and they still won by double digits yeah. over the Nets. But, yes, of course, Durant was in there. And Ben Simmons, hey, he got close to 100 points in that game. How many did he pick up? Yeah, zero. Thanks, Ben. Did have 13 assists and mm. had the only plus-minus that was in the positive of any of the starters. Mm. The foul trouble uh, was the bigger concern, but don't let that get in the way of a fun story. The Lakers went to double overtime against the Dallas Mavericks. LeBron scored 24 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists, but was a pitiful 0 for 7 from 3 and had a couple of looks at it throughout these frames. Luka had a couple of looks at it. He made his 35, 14, and 13 as the MVP favorite continues a phenomenal season. Yeah, he is having a great season here. Every single night he provides for that team here. We'll see if the Los Angeles Lakers at 19 and 23 can resurrect their season. We're waiting on moves, Kevin. We're sitting here waiting. It'll be interesting just to see, though, how much games like this for the Lakers come back to bite them. The, the slow, slow nature of the start of their season, these type of victories where you go, man, they were right there. Yeah, they were right there. But that doesn't really matter anymore. Did you win or did you lose? Speaking of which, Gonzaga, 75-74. No cover, but another win for the Jags as they stay unbeaten in WCC play. I mean, most people look at that game and be like, ah, who'd they play? It was BYU. Didn't even know they had a basketball team, but still a win on the road. Yeah, and still a cover for the Cougars. That team total point. all depends yeah. when you got in. There was some 73 and a half, some 74 and a half. Uh, a very tight finish there in that game. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Live right here on a Friday morning as the wild card weekend is fast approaching. We take the opportunity to start this all off with the Sunday night game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens because this game has for a while seemingly going to be missing one of the main superstars in Lamar Jackson. But we finally at least heard from Lamar Jackson and that is something that we had been waiting on in the build-up to this game even if he wasn't going to play a bit of clarity what is going on and again I do believe the most important thing from a series of tweets from Lamar Jackson reads I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything but I can't give a hundred percent of myself to my guys and fans I'm still hopeful we have a chance it shows that the reason Lamar is not out there is because of the injury. I do think that people were given reason to doubt that, whether it was the Ravens' fault or his fault or a combination of the two most likely. But Lamar saying that the injury's not healed up, I wish I was out there, and hey, if we go far enough, Donnie, maybe I just will be. It's it's very interesting the way this reads out because, as I said in the opening segment here, I, I just would have liked to have known this sooner. You don't have to give away the farm. You don't have to give anything away. But how about this, Kevin? Five straight weeks of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Lamar Jackson isn't at practice. No update. The next day, Lamar Jackson isn't at practice. No update. Why couldn't we get any updates here? They were asking John Harbaugh, the head coach of this team, every day, what's up with Lamar Jackson? No idea. I coach the only guys that are here, which led us to believe that Lamar is either not rehabbing, not at the facility, or actually told the Ravens, I'm not playing again for you because you didn't sign me, and we'll try it again in the offseason. And that's not fair to either party at this point. But all you had to do, like yesterday's tweet, which I think it was two back-to-back tweets here by Lamar Jackson, played out exactly what was going on. We're like, okay. Look at that, some clarity into the situation. His knee injury was a little bit more serious than we let on at the beginning. It looks like he's been rehabbing all along. This is the time frame it's going to take. He's waiting to heal. Perfect. But over those five weeks, I don't understand why you let your fan base, the fans, or anybody who was just asking a simple question as if saying, hey, look, if it's Harbaugh, the head coach, 
I see Lamar every day. Boy, he's working as hard as he can to get back. That knee injury sometimes can be a little bit of trick, a little tricky. I know he's our guy. When he's ready, he'll show up and he'll be able to perform. We got none of that, as opposed to ask him, you ask me. I'm not going to update anything, and no pictures in the media, and nothing at practice here. Finally, some clarity here. It was just five and a half weeks late, Kevin. And I do think that falls, though, on both parties. But where yes. maybe you and I will disagree way more on the Baltimore Ravens. So right, yes. Lamar has to talk because Harbaugh just it seemingly has no interest in saying, yeah, man, look, he's Correct. injured. We, of course, we wish he was here. But if Lamar's Correct. not here, we know that that means Lamar's not healthy enough to be here. And it put this kind of situation on the table. Nevertheless, it now feels like, and again, although all signs indicated this, a a little more clarity heading into this nine-and-a-half-point line. You are betting on Tyler Huntley. You are not betting on Lamar Jackson. If by some miracle Lamar st steps on that field and you have nine-and-a-half points in your pocket, what an amazing day, right? And if you laid it with a nine-and-a-half with Cincinnati, I don't know, call, the, call FanDuel and basically say, uh, can we treat this like baseball when a starting pitcher gets scratched? Uh, why am I sitting here with nine-and-a-half and Lamar Jackson's in? But it's not going to happen. It's going to be Tyler Huntley. And then that makes this an interesting spot. It's a big number number for the Bengals to lay. The line suggests that the Baltimore Ravens cannot win this football game. Low total, 40 and a half. Do you think the Ravens can cover and maybe even strike the upset? I'm, I'm trying to outsmart myself here, Kevin, right? Like, I look at this game overall, and I want to believe that the Baltimore Ravens always bring their A game, regardless of competition and regardless of the players that they have that are going to show up to the competition. The one thing I do know for a fact is I am waiting to see if Huntley is going to be the guy at quarterback, because at least that gives you a backup who's been around and is more talented than the third-string guy who's younger and more inexperienced. I can't go into this game with a straight face and say, hey, even though I know the, the Ravens are talented, they're going to put on a good performance I'm worried about just getting a competent offense which means not scoring football points Kevin but getting first downs crossing midfield you know not just settling for oh man Justin Tucker's out here we're within 57 yards let's not do anything stupid and kick the field goal here right I'm worried about an offense that can actually move the football and be competent here not just getting first downs but actually scoring points but also at the same time when I say not outsmarting myself am I crazy for this though it's, let's just say it closes at nine and a half. It's under double digits here. If you think the Bengals are going to win this game, do you think they're going to squeak by this team? Do you think the game plan for the Bengals is, hey, we know they can't score. Let's just not make a mistake. This is Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Burrow, and Joe Mixon. They're going to be throwing the football all over the place, regardless of what the Baltimore Ravens can do. But the question always comes in here. What are they going to do in the second half? Because similar to what you saw last week, an outmanned Ravens team, you know when the other team is outmanned. When you're up 24 to 7 at the break, you go, 24? They're not even going to approach anywhere near 24. Guys, just don't hand them defensive and special teams touchdowns here. We're going to win this game. Case in point, the Cincinnati Bengals, Kevin, scored three points last week and technically didn't get that cover. I don't want to outsmart myself by taking the Ravens, but I find myself really getting interested if it is going to be the backup quarterback, Huntley, as opposed to the third stringer, Brown, in this game. Yeah, it's a monstrous difference. I really think that there might you might be seeing a world of opportunity checking in due to the fact that Brown started last week against Cincinnati and it's so fresh in the mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he threw a pick, and then eight plays later was a Bengals touchdown. And on the next drive, he threw a pick three plays in. And then three plays later, it was a Bengals touchdown. 
and there was a scoop and score touchdown before the half. That's three touchdowns off of turnovers. That is, that's the football game. I'm not telling you Baltimore would have won, but I am telling you Baltimore punted the football game. Again, another team, Brandon Staley, probably no idea what was going on out there in Baltimore. (laughs) Cincinnati was playing full go. 42 pass attempts for Joe Burrow. That wasn't a week off. Do about 42 times they were they were winning the entire game at Cincinnati. To your point, they they wanted to you know try and air this thing out when they can. The addition of Roquan Smith has made it close to impossible. It feels like to run on this Baltimore Ravens team, but I see no reason to not be taking nine and a half points here. You're getting not just an upgrade at quarterback, but you're bringing back Mark Andrews. You're bringing back J.K. Dobbins. You're bringing back Roquan Smith. The all of the best players in the Baltimore Ravens. Did not play last week, DRS. Harbaugh in his career has been great in the wild card round, and that's another sneaky angle of this. I've got a head coach advantage. Is anybody arguing against the idea, even if Harbaugh has been a bit frustrating in his handling of the Lamar situation, that that's the head coach you'd rather bet on than Zach Taylor? And also, you're taking a look at the game itself, Kevin, game flow. You're looking, let's just say, roughly 10 points, right? The total's not 65 and a half. It's 40 and a half, which means every possession is probably going to be a grind down. Also, we talk about pathways to victory. We know how explosive that Cincinnati Bengals offense can be, even against very good defenses. But do you think that the Ravens offense, like it was last week, hey, guys, go and throw the ball 45 times, 40-plus times? No, it's not. J.K. Dobbins, who didn't play last week, is healthy for this week. Gus Edwards, who actually got a concussion last week, is moving through the protocol. If you have all your horses in the backfield, a mobile quarterback who's better than the third-string guy, and Huntley being the backup, they should be able to move the football. Because also, we're talking about the Cincinnati defense. Not the greatest defense of all time. See me? See what I'm doing right now? I'm trying to outsmart myself and take the – because I really do want to take the Ravens, to be honest with you guys. Like, I want, I'm trying to talk myself into it. But it does make sense if you're going to give me close to 10 points with exactly the game plan you laid out last week. Ah, oh, they blew them out. First of all, they punted the game and basically gave you 21 points in the first half. So there you go. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I like the Ravens uh, in this spot. There's not a lot of prop options available right now on Baltimore. Well, there's really none available on no. the Baltimore side of things. Uh, you can get involved with uh, various Cincinnati numbers early. Did you circle anything early up, or are you may, waiting for some Baltimore props? No, I got a couple. Like, uh, T. Higgins there, four straight games with a touchdown. Kevin, is anytime touchdown prop is a plus 165. And then if we flip it over, do you want to save some if you think Cincinnati's going to win this game? Hendrickson, one sack and a Bengals win, plus 220. He had two sacks last week against the Ravens. Something to keep an eye on. Definitely a good idea to keep an eye on all of those specials, adding in that plus money. We go to Miami and Buffalo next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Bills, Dolphins, live right here on this Friday morning. We did get some news around the potential AFC championship game. We'll get to that in a little bit, but I want to start with this Buffalo Bills 13.5-point line here. Total for this one is 43.5. Yesterday, an update around Teddy Bridgewater running a handshake line at practice. I don't know if that was code for something. That seemed to just literally be the report. That was out there high-fiving some teammates and that's kind of making the rounds. That's how much people don't want to believe that Skylar Thompson is going to be your starting quarterback here in this football game, DRS. is Again, all indications are this is going to be Skylar Thompson for Miami, correct? It, it looks like it's going to be that way, but I, I do get a little bit of a chuckle out of that, right? Like Teddy Bridger's got an injured hand. He's dapping it up with everybody, and the lines makers go, yeah, send that thing up to 13 and a half now. I mean, we don't even know what's going on in Miami <laughs> if they're even <laughs> practicing at this point and what's going on. But I got to tell you, Still intrigued by the notion where I'm, I'm waiting for those little like, hey, man, I just saw you know, Teddy Bridgewater after practice throw so a 45-yard pass to Tyreek Hill. I'm waiting for that. But what it just comes down to, Kevin, is if Skylar Thompson is quarterback, it's almost like I don't even care what the line is. You see how the last segment I'm trying to talk myself into the Ravens with a backup quarterback. I can't even, Kevin, bring a game plan to you that says, yes, here's how Skylar Thompson can be effective and they can beat the Buffalo Bills. I, I can't say it. I just can't. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you want to try and be very cautious here. And this is something that you and I got into a little bit yesterday on the radio side of things, trends. And it, it, everybody's taste for these can vary. But here is where I think it is very valuable. Even in the buildup to this game, a couple of times you and I have said, oof, do I really want to lay 13 and a half points in a playoff football game? Double-digit underdogs are 3-11 and 11 against the spread in the playoffs since 2011. Now, that does not mean you just have to close your eyes and lay it with Buffalo. However, if you have now, over the last decade-plus, been saying, I got to take the double digits, it's way too many points, you've been getting absolutely smashed. Absolutely smashed. And to up the ante on that, the Buffalo Bills are going to set the record for the most points laid in a wild card round game here with this monstrous 13 and a half spread. The prior record, last year's 2-7, Chiefs-Steelers. Does anybody remember that one? The Chiefs ran the Pittsburgh Steelers out of the building like it was Georgia TCU, NFL style. I know laying 13 and a half is scary. I myself am not sure if I want to do it, but I know, Donnie, as I look into this game going, 13 and a half is a lot. I got to take 13 and a half. No, I don't, because that's not been working for a long time now. 
No, and, and sometimes you have to just stick to your guns at this point because some just making the simplest, the simplest handicap where I say to you, Kevin, all right, what's the pathway of victory for the Miami Dolphins? Hopefully Josh Allen does some of those crazy things we saw in the playoffs where it was, I believe the Texans he was playing, where he was throwing laterals late in the football game and interceptions. You say, boy, if I can get short-circuited Josh Allen, maybe we can advance. That's not the way to play it out. It really isn't because I can't see coming into this game. Here's what I need out of Skylar Thompson. 275, two touchdowns, hopefully no turnovers, and I might be in the ball game. I, I, I just can't bring myself around that because even though 13 and a half sounds like a lot of points, and I always get back to if my dad saw this line, he'd just tell me, too many points, you always take the points, that's ridiculous. But not in this instance because we're not talking about a team that's been all the way through, a quarterback that has played 15, 16, or 17 games and say, hey, I can show you that top-end performance. Nothing Skylar Thompson has shown us for a top-end performance. And also, the coup de grace last week would be like, well, what did I see last? A horrendous performance against a Jets team that was dead and buried where they mustered roughly three field goals in four quarters. You can't have that. I can't look at this game and say, what's my ceiling? Because I didn't check the updated number here for the actual points prop here for the Dolphins, but it was sitting at 14 and a half. What? Come on now. Yeah, still sitting right now at 14 oh. uh, and a half. And in fact, you can get a flat 14 at minus 116. Ooh towards that over a very very low number but the buffalo bills here is the other issue that miami rocks into and they were part of this last three game stretch the bills have scored 32 35 and 35 in their last three football games if we get into the 30s i mean miami i mean miami has zero chance zero chance if you want to talk about upsets and winning the football game if the buffalo bills are into the 30s which then I think appropriately circles back to Josh Allen last season in the playoffs. Josh Allen played a pair of perfect football games last year in the postseason. Incredibly, that did not result in a trip to even the AFC championship game. But he threw nine touchdowns, no picks, completed over 75% of his passes, threw for 300-plus yards in both football games, one against New England, one against Kansas City. Josh Allen has really had a very fascinating year. 36 touchdowns to 15 picks, another six on the ground. Some big numbers, but the turnovers were back in a big way and in a concerning way. But now that we're in the playoffs, how much trust are you putting in Josh Allen? I do, because once you finally get to the playoffs, you can see the real talent of these quarterbacks. And you say, well, Donnie, they had 17 weeks to get after it. What are you talking about? You know, we always talk about, hey, look, it's third and seven. I know you can probably get eight yards here, but it's week four. Throw the football away. Try to throw the football down the field in double coverage. Don't take that hit. We know what Josh Allen's going to do in the playoffs if he needs to on third and seven. He'll run through three linebackers head on if that's what it takes. He'll helicopter into the end zone if that's what it takes, where maybe in the regular season he might slide short or just run out of bounds at the two or three-yard line as opposed to trying to dive into the end zone. That's what you're going to get out of Josh Allen, and we've seen it in the past. How many times did we equate it to Major League Baseball with Clayton Kershaw for years? What? This guy's a Cy Young Award-level pitcher but he just buckles under pressure. That's not Josh Allen. He's played big in the biggest moments here, and I look forward to him doing that same thing here in the playoffs. I'm not worried about Josh Allen at all. Now, will we get some of those crazy plays at times? Yes, we will, but you can count on Josh Allen here. I, I, he just can't turn the football over, though, right? If I were to, hey, they lost. Josh Allen turned it over <laughs> multiple times in yes, disastrous times. ways. 
Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, that's that's how it happens. And you're, you're right. He could probably turn it over multiple times, and they would mm-hmm. still be able to keep this team at distance. Talk to me in the props market. What have you been circling up here for Bills Dolphins? It, it's kind of tough. Like, even in the first game we just talked about, Kevin, with the Bengals and the Ravens, we're, we're only approaching this really from one-sided efforts. Like, the Miami Dolphins, and it's a shame, too, right? Because I always say this weekend, Kevin, all week long, we've been getting cheated. If Tua Tagovailoa is in, that opens everything up on both sides. But from a prop market, I'm only looking for value from a Buffalo Bills vantage point. And how about this one? Tight end Dawson Knox to score an anytime touchdown, Kevin. That's a plus 220 price. He's actually scored touchdowns in four straight games, and you're not looking for the explosive plays. He literally can have, like, you know, three catches for 19 yards, but still is an effective red zone target. That's what I'm looking at. And also, if you do want to spend some money, I still think this makes some sense. The Buffalo Bills are going to score points, as Kevin pointed out, routinely in the 30s. And the Miami Dolphins have a solid defense, but also weather conditions in Buffalo this time of year, you always want to look out for. We're going to get around 30 degrees, Kevin. No windy conditions to speak of and no precipitation, no lake effects, no any of that. So the market should be there for the Buffalo Bills to score points. Josh Allen to throw over one and a half touchdown passes. A little bit expensive at minus 172. But in what state of mind, if they're going to win this football game, Josh Allen throws for one or no touchdown passes? I just don't see it. He's going to get two, and he might get two in the first half, Kevin. I'm interested in the Bills' backfield as James Cook has started to become more and more of a factor. Uh, And just look over the last two weeks, he's had 20 carries. Devin Singletary has had 19. If James Cook and his rushing prop right now, 36 and a half, is going to be factored in more late of this game up by a ton, I think it starts to make sense. This allows us enough time then to talk about the AFC Championship game update where if the Chiefs and the Bills are the final two teams left in the conference, this game is now announced to have been played in Atlanta. Uh, when uh, you see this decision, it felt like there was some momentum here. Uh, they were just looking to figure out anywhere to play this game. Again, I think the big thing is now no weather that you have to be checking on. Uh, This is going to be a dome, simple conditions. If those teams meet up, you're looking at a total probably in the mid-50s. Yes, absolutely. And it's very good. To, the same way I just felt we got cheated there in the Ravens-Bengals game and made the Bills-Dolphins game. You won't get cheated in this one. But if you're trying to break down who has the advantage, I just would probably go Kansas City in those type of conditions, even though the explosive offense there is still the same thing with the Buffalo Bills. You can argue they're both 1 and 1A in the NFL on offenses that you would actually want to take. But having said that, I just think if this game was outside in colder, windy conditions, Buffalo would have a slight advantage there. But it's going to be a lot of fun. There should be any complaints other than the scenery, right? Like, oh, it's fun to talk about all week long how cold the game will be if there's windy conditions. But if you are a handicapper, there's nothing better than, quote-unquote, Kevin, betting in a vacuum, which means being in a dome. Pristine conditions, no wind, great surface, and also – if you're taking a look from a team total perspective, you can sort of date this back to the COVID years back in 2020. Not to say that there's only going to be 10 or 15,000 people there because this game will actually be sold out regardless of which fan base shows up more. But let's just say it's a 50-50 split. You don't have that true home field advantage where you can't hear one side of the football. So I think you get a lot of scoring. And you're right, mid-50s here in an AFC championship game where a lot is on the line, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. The other thing is trying to project out a spread. Buffalo went to Kansas City as a favorite. I don't think that they have ever really dropped Buffalo all that much in terms of how the the sports books view them. But can you really go above three and a half? Which 
I don't think so on a neutral, which, by the way, is something just everybody to think about. If the I don't Bills think and three. the Bengals, you think it would be a flat three, or you think it would be no? Less I, than that? I I think we're in that no man's two and a half land. To be honest, I really do. I really do. Well, that's what it should be, but that's what they laid yeah. in Kansas City. So if they're not factoring home field advantage, I'll just say this: everyone think about what are the Bills going to lay to the Cincinnati Bengals in Buffalo if we get that football game. A lot more coming up next here on the Early Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Double action on a Saturday in the NFL. The wild card weekend all begins with the San Francisco 49ers hosting their divisional foe, the Seattle Seahawks. Total for this game is 42. The Niners were initially, again, a double-digit favorite. This, though, currently sat at nine and a half Brock Purdy's first career playoff action what are the thoughts as we head into this game between Seattle and San Francisco yeah playing a third straight time obviously because it is a divisional opponent but also Kevin one of the few games this weekend that we're going to bring up weather conditions and how they might play in a lot of rainy weather out there in California but I always preface this by saying They don't play on a high school field, right, Kevin? It's not open to the elements for two weeks of straight rain and, oh, my goodness, how can you walk on the field? That field is tarped all week long, will be opened up three hours before game time. Even if it is supposed to rain that day, it's an NFL field. They're built for this. They're built for that type of drainage. But it might have an impact here. And typically over the years, that impact comes from a, let's just say, a team not as good. Maybe the playing field can be leveled just a little bit because you're also talking about two games, two teams that have some pretty good running backs and some pretty good running games that they can lean on. Also, you have a veteran that's been around the league for almost a decade in Geno Smith. I understand it's his first playoff game, but also Brock Purdy, five starts in the NFL. The pressure's ratcheted up. He's supposed to win this game, and by margin, that's the way I like to start with the breakdown in this one. Weather conditions, and also we're taking a look at the two quarterbacks, both making their first starts in the playoffs. One a young guy, one a veteran. Yeah, it's an interesting spot because Geno's been around longer, but in terms of 
postseason experience, they're the same. And Gino being around in this league longer does not make up for the gap in the defenses that these two are going up against here. <laughs> Seattle playing arguably the best defense in football. Brock Purdy simply not. And doing that with a tremendous set of uh, weapons by his side. This game, though, does allow us to talk about one of the great uh, all-time ideas in football that uh, in recent history got discarded. Hard to beat a team three times. Just hard to beat a team three times. No, it's not. No, it's not. Historically, uh, it, you actually win the third game more often than you don't. 12-7 and seven overall. Now, so, so just, just to keep that in mind, against the spread 9-9-1 nine, nine, and one in the last, uh, when we see a, a spot step up like this where a team swept the regular season uh, and then they check up here for a third game. So do not just bet Seattle because it's hard to beat a team three times. That is not true. There is no evidence that suggests that. It's just something that people say, Donnie. It doesn't mean Seattle can't cover. It would have nothing to do, though, with the fact that it's hard for the Niners to do it a third time. Yeah, it's a great one. I always like that because if anybody has ever played sports in their life, I don't care growing up in grade school, middle school, or high school. Ask anybody a question back in the day, right? Let's just say you're high school basketball. You play this team, your crosstown rival twice, and then you might meet them in the group playoffs. If you beat them twice in the regular season, you know what Donnie Wright side is a high school that goes, man, bring them on a third time. I'm going to smoke this team again. What, the other team is supposed to have an added impact? Like, it's going to be real hard to beat us three times in a row. Why? They smoked you twice already. What's the third thing? And also, we're not playing on Mars. We're playing in our own building for the 49ers here. Why is it going to be so hard to beat that team three straight times. I agree. It's one of those things that's always thrown out there. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row. I think it would be easier because if I beat you twice, why can't I beat you a third time? And also, I have the psychological advantage, not you for losing twice. Yeah, exactly. So for the Niners, they have not just won 10 straight since McCaffrey showed up. They've covered in eight of the 10 games they are seven and one against the spread this season when favored in their own building uh, they've continually showed up in this spot the the one thing though that is real is backing a rookie quarterback in the playoffs has has been a losing proposition and that is fearful i do think the fading of brock purdy though donnie could be more relevant deeper into the playoffs where he is playing against someone that has played a playoff game before, bit of a bigger stage. No rookie starting quarterback has ever made it to the Super Bowl. A lot of people are very comfortable right now assuming that Brock Purdy is going to make history. That is a risky proposition. It is. And also when you're taking a look at it, Kevin, because you're right about that, the, the pressure is going to get r rapidly, you know, advancing if you continue to go maybe an NFC championship game in Philadelphia. We'll see if he gets that far for the San Francisco 49ers or even the Philadelphia Eagles. But when you're trying to maximize the effort of your quarterback, what have they been asking him to do, Kevin? Drop back 50 times, run the K gun back in the day for the Buffalo Bills in a complete no huddle offense. He takes a snap and looks around elite offensive line. Elite wide receivers, elite tight end, elite running backs. You're just asking him to do the Jimmy Garoppolo. Take the snap, 
drop back three steps, throw a five-yard slant. If you can do that, great. We're going to win a ton of football games. You are not asking him to win games in shootouts. You have if not, one of, if not the best defense in football. You see where we're going with this? It's the perfect cover for a young rookie quarterback trying to make his way around the NFL, and he's done fantastic over the past five games here. Two touchdowns every game, taking care of the football, moving the offense. He's doing exactly what Kyle Shanahan's asking him to do. 100%. So in terms of player props, I'm sure there are a couple of you're looking at. One that's catching my eye is the Geno Smith rushing number of 17 and a half. Last week, season on the line, four attempts, 51 yards, obviously bolstered by mm. a big 25 yards run. But as we talk about big stage, quarterbacks like to try and be mobile and extend plays. And luckily, we don't have to worry about a guy finishing uh, with 10 carries for negative 38 yards. Shout out Max Duggan. What are you looking at here, Niner Seahawks props? I got three. I got three different. Or excuse me. Yeah, three different levels. Touchdown props. I also have a rushing prop and also a special, a game special here, which is out. And again, this is one of those games we're not all that worried about injuries here. Superstars on both sides. Big time playmakers worried a little bit about the rain. But if we start with anytime touchdowns, doesn't start with Christian McCaffrey at the FanDuel Sportsbook here. It is expensive. It's a minus one sixty, getting into like college type territory here. But I still think it makes sense. Scored in five straight football games. If it's raining, this is the time where you wait it out. Now, granted, if Kyle Shanahan says, you know, my always goal, like he said five weeks ago, is to get an even split between Christian McCaffrey and everybody else in the backfield, well, maybe that hurts a little bit. He's going to factor into the scoring. Also, let's not leave out Kittle. Kittle doesn't even get a lot of yards per game here. But if you look at this, it's a plus 155 price for an anytime touchdown at the FanDuel Sportsbook. He scored in four straight games, Kevin. But in those four games, seven combined touchdowns. That is wild. He's obviously that safety blanket that Brock Purdy looks forward to and also in rainy conditions. First and goal from the four-yard line, play action. Kittle's going to sit there center stage. I know you'll like this prop because it's coming from a 49ers perspective. Rushing, take a look at this one. Debo Samuel, over 14 and a half yards rushing in this game listed at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I love this. Debo's been going a while. He's healthy now. It's rainy. He's probably going to put it this way. If Debo Samuel gets two carries in this football game, one from out of the backfield on a toss sweep and one from a jet sweep, he's going to get that. He's definitely going to get that 14 and a half yards that you need. Now, if we turn it over to the specials market, which is always a fun one, you know me, Kevin. I wait for the combined touchdowns, not four, but if you can give me three, check this one out here. Between Walker, Run CMC, DK, and Debo, a combined three touchdowns between those guys, a plus 185 price. Love that bet. All right, a couple of good options out there. Let's go over to Jags Chargers. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a slight home underdog here in the Saturday night game in the AFC portion of this. They're a two and a half point home dog. Total for this one is 47 and a half. The Jags have been a home underdog four times this year. They have won all four of those games. But to offer the other side, the Chargers this season have been a road favorite five times, four and one against the spread, five and zero oh straight up. The Chargers have been a good road team this year, uh, at least relatively speaking, certainly not missing some home field advantage being in L.A. When you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think the question is, considering how much better they've played, now being in their own building, are the Chargers really this much better than Jacksonville? We talked about this a lot this season, but bad numbers. 
Should this game be closer towards a pick? It was working its way towards pick earlier in the week. It's now rocked back up towards the Chargers side of thing, sitting at two and a half. It, it is interesting, that line movement, right? Because you sort of see on that, like that sharp side was going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. And even a point, Kevin, maybe during midweek, what were we saying? This could actually switch over to a favorite here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But that rebound from the minus ones that were on the board now back to minus two and a half as a favorite for the Chargers. I can see it makes some sense. But you know what I like about this game best? It doesn't even matter the game, like the winner or the loser right now. It's Mike Williams is the referendum, right? He hasn't practiced all week. So, of course, they asked Brandon Staley, like, what do you think about him not practicing all week and still playing? Like, yeah, I could see that. I can see it happening. It just feels like Brandon Staley, through the all, usually it's like through no fault of your own, no, through all the fault of Brandon Staley. If Mike Williams doesn't play or is ineffective or in the first quarter comes out of the game because his back tightens up and they lose this, it feels like, Kevin, he should be fired. Like, the minute the football game is over, regardless of, you know, the worst, like, let's just say they lose by one point. Oh, they gave it a tough run. They were on the road. What did you want him to do? He left himself up for so, so much second guessing. But when I look at man for man, the Chargers really match up extremely well against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But again, this should have been one of those games, Kevin. On Monday morning or Sunday night when the Lions came out, I automatically bet the Chargers because they did take the smart approach. They did rest their key players here. They didn't care about playing in elevation in Denver. They flew back home. They were rested and ready. And you watched a dogfight down in Jacksonville between the Titans and the Jaguars. They won it in the last minute. That's an emotional win for a young football team. Maybe they can't get up for that two weeks in a row, but all of that is gone. It's a tough side for me to pick. I got to be honest. I think we get points in this game, but 47 and a half is one of those ranges where I'm not comfortable with maybe taking the over. It's one of those games where I might not actually bet it except for some profits here Kevin I like the under in this game here as the Jacksonville Jaguars this season have played five of the seven home games with the under and the Chargers defensively have started to put up much better results as this season has gone on uh, before the game against Denver which was explosive and also obviously surprising for a number of reasons they'd played five consecutive unders all of those with less than 47 and a half points, 48 under 48 total points in those football games there. I think that this will be lower scoring than the expected numbers suggest here. And I also think, and I know we'll, we'll be able to get to these later on, but I, I, I was moving things around. I really think that the Jags are a great teaser piece as well. I really would be very surprised if the Los Angeles Chargers rock up and just start blowing teams off the field that really is not something that I'm seeing for this game you mentioned props did you want to throw mm -hmm. a couple out before we end this out yeah, maybe my favorite prop of the week. The first one I'll start with, though, is Austin Eckler, anytime touchdown. Again, it's expensive at a minus 155. They're going to be in this football game. He's going to be a big player there. Before that Denver game, Kevin, six total touchdowns in the previous four games. I think we'll get it done. But how about this one? Christian Kirk's longest reception, Kevin, over 23 and a half yards in this football game. He played all 17 games this year, actually did that 10 times out of the 17 games. And two of those games, Kevin, he actually had 23-yard catches here. He's going over that marker. I love that bet for Christian Kirk this weekend. All right, keep your eyes on all of those numbers. We're going to pause the football for a bounce here. We're going to get you some college basketball picks on a Friday. Hour number two is coming on up. It's all happening right here on the early line on SportsGrid. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sneaking in a little college basketball here on a Friday, but there are a pair of Big Ten games on the slate that could offer up some intrigue. We begin with the Purdue Boilermakers, one of the top teams in college basketball. They'll enter this game against Nebraska as number three. They're a 15, 15 and a half point favorite Lower total, though, that I'm used to seeing for a Purdue game here, 131 and a half. Where do you see some value in this game, Donnie? It's kind of interesting when you take a look at Nebraska, not a great basketball team, and you always take a look at those home road splits here. They actually have two decent road wins, one versus Creighton back in December on the road by 10 points, and the most recent one, Saturday, January 7th, against Minnesota, an overtime effort, 81-279. But when you're trying to take a look at Purdue, obviously one of the better teams in the country, you're going to look at their offense. Number one overall in the country, which means also number one overall in the Big Ten. But I have to tell you, slow tempo in this game. You know the way that would approach it? We don't have the number yet on the FanDuel Sportsbook, but looking at a Nebraska team total, Kevin, not over, but to the under in this game. Purdue's going to win by a lot. I don't know if they can cover that large spread, but I don't see Nebraska doing very many good things here on the road in a slower tempo game. All right, hoping then for some of these numbers again to check in. Low number expected, but perhaps not low enough. Second game on the board is Illinois and Michigan State. It's an interesting spot where this is unranked versus unranked, but two strong records and two teams that assuredly knock it on the door. Five and a half points spread in favor of the home Illini. Total for this one is 136 and a half. Yeah, sometimes you just want to ride the hot team here. You'll take a look at Michigan State with seven straight victories here and getting points, but also sometimes you look there, but hold on. Why are they getting so many points here on that win streak? I'll fall for it here. I'll take Michigan State in this game. All right, Tom Izzo and the Spartans hoping to start to pick things up here as the season carries on for the Big Ten. Purdue has certainly been carrying the flag, but teams like Illinois, teams like Michigan State, as I mentioned, knocking on the door. They might not have that shiny 23 or 25 next to their name right now, but these are better basketball teams, and I think they're getting better as the season starts to progress. We're going to get to some NBA as we open up hour number two, plus still plenty more from the wild card round, the preview all happening next after this quick break 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 